What's up, mijas? Welcome to another episode of Mija Listen. Today we have Mariel Amador as our guest. If you don't know her, she is the mujer behind Money for Mujeres. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been, we've met in February, which seems like a really long time ago, but it's only, you know, still this year, only a few months ago. But we met and um, started talking and I was like, oh my God, I have to get her on here because um, you're doing some really cool things that I like and and uh, really, I don't even want to say holding space, but you're creating a space within our community for women, um, for Latinas, for really for anybody, but you target Latinas um, that I just think is so, so vital. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> I'm like grinning from cheek to cheek. That's really sweet of you to say that I'm creating space. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, my name is Mariel Amador. I'm from the 956. I'm 32 and I have finally found something that I'm passionate about and that I enjoy awesome. doing. And so that is to teach women how to open an IRA, buy the first investment and show them how to continue to invest so that when they arrive at retirement, they plan for it, they have more than enough money and they can actually stop working. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. So even, even that I think is a little more fine tuned than when we first met when you, right? Like, have you kind of found more footing um, since February when we first met? I think when I first started, I, I love money and I love looking at it and I love like everybody. Well, there's a lot of nuance there, but a lot of people, if they start early and if they're consistent, they can retire with like millions just because of math, not because they have a high income or anything. Right. Um, and so initially my message was, come on guys, like, let's all get rich. Like, let's all be millionaires. And then I realized that it's just far-fetched for a lot of people. Like you can't just start with that message. And so, yes, after working with people and kind of doing things, I'm like, yeah, this isn't working. And so now it's like, look, we're going to get started. We're going to just open the IRA and you're going to buy the first one. And after that, I can basically just let them go on and do do whatever they're doing because that's all you really need. You just need to learn about it and then you Mm kind of take it on for yourself. I like that. So it's more of a, instead of a general, come on, let's get on board and talk about it. It's like a very specific step people can, first step people can take with you um, so that to dip their toes in, right? And I say creating space. And this is this is something that we talked about when we first met. Um, you are normalizing and opening the conversation around money and finance, investing, budgeting, saving, Um, And that's super important to us. And I say creating space because it's kind of a taboo within our culture, especially with women, right? We don't talk about money. Our parents don't know, aren't financially literate and don't pass any knowledge on to us in in that manner. Um, And if they do or had learned their lessons, maybe late in life, you know, I know I've seen um, some parents and my parents, you know, kind of start to learn about things and, and fix their financial um, situation. Um, even when they, even when they do get to that point, they're still not open and vocal. There's not an open conversation in the Latino community about find anything to do with financial, uh, financial literacy, saving, investing, budgeting, nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then oftentimes that burden gets put on 
um, adult children when their parents fall into, you know, retirement or forced to retire because of health reasons or whatever it is. Everybody knows that, right? Everybody, whether you live that in your family or you've seen, you know, friends um, have that happen too. So I, I, that's why I say you're creating space because you're really opening that conversation um, so that women, Latina women can really start setting themselves up mm-hmm. and saving themselves really. Yeah, that's kind of a big point of like discussion in the personal finance world. Like even here, local San Antonio, um, there are like money events that I've gone to, not too many, but it's always a, a reminder to, when it's a women-led event, they there's a slogan that's um, it's not meant to be like demeaning or or condescending or anything, but the saying is like a man is not a plan, and that is just important to share because mm-hmm. a lot of time women are dependent on their husband to handle the finances, like the investing and all of that. And what happens when you outlive your partner? Like, are yeah. you prepared to manage what was left? Do you know how to manage it? Or what if your partner's not actually doing that good of a job? Like, you wouldn't know. They don't know either, you know? You may they're, not be involved. In the same boat, you know? Mm-hmm. In our culture, it's just not something that's talked about, known, taught to us publicly. Uh, you know, it's just a complete lack of knowledge in our culture, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And especially in lower-income neighborhoods and, and cities and things like that. It's just it's it's just not something that's ever on the table and so when i came across your account and i and i got to meet you in person i was just really excited because i think we shared the same um interest and passion of, of women learning to stand up for themselves in every mm-hmm. way and and financially is one of those ways so what what uh led you to money money for mujeres or how did you get started with that It really was COVID because I had just come back from working abroad and I was supposed to go back, but of course everything shut down. I was without a job. And um, although I've I've never missed a payment, I'm very good about paying my bills. Because one thing my dad did teach me is like pay your bill on time, like never miss a payment. Mm. And so even though I had never missed a payment, I was still very financially illiterate. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have a savings account. I had credit card debt. I was never missing my payment, but I had credit card debt. Right. And my my friend um, Angela, she sent me a like an Instagram post, and it was from this woman called Hey Berna, and she was putting on a, fun, a financial literacy week where they talked okay. about budgeting, investing, saving, and it was all happy hours. So. Of course, lockdown, right? So I go to the happy hours and it was in those happy hours where I was like, wait a minute, like <laughs> I am not I am not taking care of myself financially. And so from that moment, I just I kind of got a little bit angry because I used to have a 401k. I worked for Rackspace very briefly, but when I left, I wasn't exactly sure what it was, and so they gave me the option of just cashing it out. And mm-hmm. I did because I didn't know what it was. And so when I realized that I should not have done that, that's when I was like, okay, like I, we got to talk about this. I got to talk about this somehow. And yeah. so fast forward from there to now, a lot has changed, but the message is still kind of the same around financial literacy. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, I identify with some of that. That's, I, I think I, I want to say I was like early 20s, still living with my mom. 
really early 20s and where just no one had ever told me my mom didn't tell me Mm -hmm. my dad didn't tell me um where it just kind of clicked and I realized I think you know reading probably like my credit card statement or something or I don't know what it, I don't know what it, what I was reading but I, I just remember going through I was doing my my budget for the the week and paying bills online and stuff like that and um it kind of clicked and I realized why I needed to pay on time right like they mm-hmm. tell you you gotta pay on time you gotta pay on time but I really I think I finally realized why and the repercussions of not paying on time and I was like I realized I had a credit score at 20 something I was like young 20s like didn't even know I had a credit score what how do I what's that how do I log in what do you how do you find that you know and it's just like it's just this entire world that um we're never introduced to and and then we struggle with it on our own so like I said I, I think it's great that you're opening that conversation thank you and um so like you said it's changed a little bit um how how's it changed for you or what starting money for mujeres how has that been for you what's that experience like starting to work with people because um you've been doing some really awesome things (laughs) thanks well so i would say that what has changed is more of like my approach to how i try to get the word out so of course, this is about like empowering women, not empowering women, but like just teaching them that right. they can do it. And then I would say empowering, I, I, I would say that would be an accurate description. Yeah, I recently read a definition of empowering. Anyway, I'm going to avoid the tangent <laughs> okay, <laughs> and just okay. say I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But and then it was also at the same time. So before this year so i'm currently an intern a teacher intern which just means that i'm basically like the teacher for the students but i'm like on a different certificate but that started last february and Mm -hmm. up until that signing of that contract i had never made more than like 30k a year and i have a master's degree right and not that people need necessarily like higher education to make a lot of money because we've seen things to social media and entrepreneurship that that's not the case anymore but I realized that I had been living in scarcity mm. and I hadn't known that before I just had not ever known that um and so part of that too was for myself of like I can help people and I can make money from this and so when you're first trying to do something, you gravitate towards what you've seen before. And so yeah. what I had seen is people like uh, like online coaching and like, uh, hey, download my freebie and like, hey, free consultation and that kind of world, which is great. And like people have made a lot of money off of that. And so I started with that. Right. And I'm and I'm certainly going to use a lot of the things that I learned there. Like I'm going to have launches. I'm going to have free webinars that then lead to like me selling a product that people need but through that process I realized that I was missing a a really important part which was in-person events connecting with Mm -hmm. my community because a lot of the online space like it's people from outside of Texas which is fine the wide net yeah but I have such incredible opportunities here locally in San Antonio and so that's what I was referring to where Yes, I'm still doing online things, but 
there's a lot to be done here in person. And it's even easier to give my message out that way because by showing up to like communities that are already talking about how to level up and how to like keep going in their business and or even money centered events like mm-hmm. I don't have to do as much of the grunt work of finding the people that need me they're already kind of there for me they're already interested in that concept and that mindset yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense so speaking of you know working here in San Antonio and and opening those avenues up you were a panelist at uh, Promesa Academy's Mujeres Mercado event and then you had a table afterwards. So tell me about that event and what, what that was like for you. And uh, <laughs> it was, was the that cutest. your first speaking event since, since starting Money for Mujeres? I think it was in person, in person, because I had done online workshops. Um, but I believe it was my first in person. And so I actually, they messaged me on, on Instagram and it was, her name is Olivia. She's a teacher at Promesa Academy and it was just amazing what they were doing. So <clears throat> there's two teachers there and they have an after school program that's called Girl Talk and they were hosting the first ever Mujeres Mercado. The goal was oh, to wow. show so the first one, the first one ever. And so it, they wanted to show the girls their, their after school mm-hmm. club and like all the, all the girls in the school, like the power of women and yeah. the power of women in your community. So they asked me to come on as a panelist and I was like, me <laughs> what <laughs> because i mean erica prosper was there like roma from great day sa was there like some other amazing women were there as well um but it was cute because right in front of us was like the the girl tops girl talk club and then also like the cheerleading club and stuff and it's just it was it was cool to see and also a reminder of how important it is to have these conversations around like women and self-esteem and sense of self at a young age yes. and the, the kids were asking like such cute and very important questions and then there was also parents there as well so it was a great experience afterwards at my table I had people swing by where I ran them through a quick uh, retirement calculator so a lot of teachers came by because you know I was at Promesa Academy so yeah. overall like I could not have chosen a better first event for me to like show up as the face of Money for Mujeres. I did not realize that that was their first event. And so mm-hmm. that being their first event and your first event, I think sounded like a really great pairing for y'all. And it went amazing. There were so many people there. Like the, the teachers, they, you know, props to teachers because they went all out. Yeah. I've... um I need to look into them. I, it sounds like a great place. I would love to have my daughter at, but uh, I just I really like their their school and their concept and and what they do. And like you said, just starting the conversation about self esteem and and self responsibility and mm-hmm. um, everything that that rolls into that. Um, they're so great about it. I met them. I met some students from from that uh, from their school at a market at a local market. They were selling these cute little bracelets. My That's of course cute. my kids wanted some. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, do you guys have like a social media or how can I follow y'all or something? And they didn't. And they didn't because it was just two teachers who showed up there with two kids Aww. who had an interest in making something and selling something. And so those teachers took the initiative outside of school to 
uh, to, you know, book a spot for them at a local market and set up a table, set up little cute little posters and banners that they made and just, you know, teach the kids about entrepreneurship and teach them about something, you know, making a product and selling a product that they had an interest in. And I just thought, you're not going to find that at any other school. It's so great the way they nurture Mm -hmm. the girls there at, um, at Academy. So that was, that was really cool. When I saw that you were a part of that, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Um, so then on the other end of the spectrum, you were also a panelist and a speaker at Hustle and, Sh- Hustle and Socializes conference this year. Oh, God, my eyes are watering. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I should put a disclaimer <laughs> out of my podcast. I'll put it on my webpage, uh, you know, that I, I have dry eyes and they constantly water. But um, so at the end of the an other end of the spectrum, so after speaking with young girls at, at Promesa Academy, um, you were a, a speaker and a panelist at um, Hustle and Socialize conference this year in downtown. So how was that? Because that was pretty big as well, wasn't it? So I was, I also had actually the same setup. I had a table where I did five minutes with your money um, because I think when people see their personal numbers, right. that's when they're kind of like, oh, you know. And yeah. so what, what happened was at the end of the keynote, I kind of gave like a quick little Hey, um, it was a, it was a cool little exercise. Like take a guess, like how long would it take X person to have X money or whatever? I gave away some books cause we all love stickers and incentives and rewards. And then after that is when the women came to find me at my table. Um, it was, what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just asking what, what, how, how was it just going from speaking to young girls and then to adult women, uh, not essentially about the same topic. And, uh, you know, what were, did you see any similarities or any differences between their questions? I think my biggest similarity wasn't necessarily in their question. It was just in like the, this is going to sound so cheesy in the power of community. Cause it was like, <clears throat> you have something to say and you say it. Right. And people match your energy about it. Right. Yeah. And so it just kind of was a reminder to just kind of go for it and just like like whenever they they left because i had two sessions so like after the first session i just kind of was there for like oh like because that was my second in-person event and so it was more of like oh like it can be easy and i'm not gonna lie like i've put in the work like i registered my money from mujeres domain two years ago um, but life has been busy and yada, yada, yada. But the the similarities between the events was more of a, like, again, power of community, right? You yeah. have a message, say it, people will match your energy and just be consistent and keep going. And But the questions, I, I mean, people are interested in this stuff. People want right. to know, okay, I don't want to retire without any money. Right. And so I think I have found what seems to work now, which is that that retirement exercise, which I can share later about how people can do it. And and from there, like a lot of women were like, okay, great. Like, what's next? Like, what other resource can I can do you have or can you share with me what so that I can steps, yeah. continue? Yes, to do it. And so that was very exciting. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to more in person events. That's awesome. And it's not. I mean. I guess it can, you know, people can consider it cheesy, but I wouldn't consider it cheesy. I mean, it's, it's true. There is so much power in community. I mean, I know it is. I've found, I, I've, since moving here to San Antonio, I've found a community I didn't have in Houston, didn't know I needed. And, and I mean, and that includes women from all walks of life, but it does include a lot of women 
um, who are entrepreneurs and who are, I wouldn't say starting over, but you know, like you, like myself, finding our passion mm-hmm. in our thirties and and pursuing that, and it it is completely different from what we've done in the past. Um, whether that be full time or just as hobbies, you know, it is different. And it, when you're when you're around that like mindset, um, there there is a lot of power behind it, and mm-hmm. it, it does motivate you, and and you feel more open to asking questions or, or pursuing something that you've maybe had reservations about especially financially right so one of the things i like about um following you on instagram and and um the lives and things that you do is you're very open about your 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 financial um going ons you're you're very open about things and (laughs) and you know i like that because one you're breaking a stereotype and two when you're putting yourself out there like that and kind of explaining these are my decisions and this is why I'm doing it this way, uh, you know, I feel like you're letting women feel safe to question them, themselves and their decisions and what they're doing um, and start to learn about how they can, like you said, how they can take those first steps. So, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that in a community because if you're, give, like you said, you're doing that example, mm-hmm. the retirement example, it, I'm sure women, everyone really has probably been thinking about that and hadn't done anything or, you know, looked into it or done the math. Yeah. Because, well, one, you know, we just don't, we're not really taught about it, think about it, do it. And then two, it's like, you know, and they it's know, boring. They know like, there's going to be some work behind it. Yeah. Like it is like, I am getting the reason why I was able to kind of shift my strategies because I'm getting bored of talking about like, oh, expense ratio, like, oh, this kind of investment, like it's boring. And so I'm like, if I'm bored and I love this stuff, like how can <laughs> I change my messaging? And going yeah. back to the whole cheesy thing, I think what I really meant to say is that, cause I'm thinking about it, right? Like, why is it wrong for me to say cheesy? I think what I meant to say is like, it makes me feel happy. <clears throat> Excuse me. It makes me feel happy. And and I don't know about y'all, but growing up, like I had girlfriends, but I don't think I ever had like girlfriends that I like hugged mm. and that like brushed my hair when I was like drunk. You know, yeah. I don't think I ever had like that healthy friendship as much as I would have liked. And so even if I show up to an event where I don't get to closely communicate and like nurture friendships with the women that I'm working with, I still, it still makes me happy to be around a bunch of women uh, because we're so freaking powerful. Like everyone has like some random, very specific, very cool thing that they're working on. And so it just, it makes me happy. It makes me feel, I don't know. I, and isn't that kind of sad that we're just used to life being so like on the go that the idea of like something genuinely making you happy kind of threw me for a loop there. But yeah, no, I, that makes sense. And, and probably one of the reasons you said cheesy was because we're not made <laughs> to feel ashamed, but um, feeling happy, happy and enjoying uh, our company and, and growing together was not, uh, and I'm sure it's different for everybody's lives, right? But mm-hmm. I think as, as a general in our community, um, is growing together is never really something that's nourished or cultivated or established. 
and we don't get that example. So, it, it, you know, to see it happening now, to mm-hmm. feel that as an adult, um, it can feel cheesy or you can feel a little bashful about it um, because it's like, oh, <laughs> This, this is mean. This is meaning so much to me, and having such an impact. And you're kind of like, you know, but really, when you realize what it is and what it makes you feel, and how it can motivate you, and then use it, um, yeah, I think that's where that power lies. Is mm-hmm. it, it can really change things. So I, I totally understand that. Um, I wanted to ask also. What uh, what do you want women in our community to know, or just women in general? What do you what do you want them to know about themselves and and what they can start doing to change things financially? The way that you interact with money, so like whether you budget or whether you don't, or whether you buy brand name items or whether you don't, like a lot of those things are based from an experience that you had earlier in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for like, for me, I'm very open about this on social media. Like I am like a recovering, no, I'm still, I live in scarcity. Like mm-hmm. all the time I'm like, even if it's like my friend or like my partner and they like want to buy me something, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to spend that money. But yeah. all of this comes from like experiences with money that I had when I was younger. And so what I want people to know is like, I've talked to a lot of women that are, they share with me, you know, I'm bad with money or like, ah, like, it's just, I know I need to like open my IRA, but like, you know, insert the reason there. I just want people to know, like, all of that stuff is normal and you just have to look at your money and ask yourself why you feel that way. And then same goes for someone who's like me checking Mm -hmm. their bank account every morning, even though I know I have enough for my bills, like (laughs) asking yourself, like, okay, like, why are you doing that? And there's usually a reason tied to it. And so I think the very first step in, in, cause really for me, it's about security, right? I'm mm-hmm. not someone that goes to like the store a lot or that, I mean, I spend my money elsewhere a lot of like all of my discretionary income goes to like travel or like experiences or, but whatever it is that you're spending your money on, it's not so that you can necessarily like, be rich and be able to buy more of that stuff. It's more about creating a safety net for yourself for when an emergency happens, because it will. Um, so I had an emergency fund and I used up all of it because when mm-hmm. I started teaching, I didn't get paid for two months oh, because wow. of the way that that my district, or I'm pretty sure all the districts do their 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 payments. I just, I just had to go for two months without pay. And so, that was a security that I built for myself. Even on my last year, my income, I think was like 27 K according to my tax filing. And so I just want women and everyone to know that if you're feeling some type of way about your money, explore that relationship. And there's always a way for you to improve upon that and to build a little nest egg for yourself to keep you safe. And also to do fun, fun things right like once you have things in place where you're going to reach your goals then you can comfortably do things that are fun for you and it's okay if you don't know where to start that's a a complete and random uh concept for most of us i think that there's a safe way for us to do fun things financially 
I feel, I think you're right. I mean, so many of us live in, in that scarcity mindset, myself included, where we just don't allow for things, uh, or, you know, prioritize other things other than, um, you know, some things like you said, like having fun safely. And, uh, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great, that's a great thing. So just being self-aware and ask, kind of figuring out why we make our decisions that way when it comes to our money. And more directly, and this includes me, you need to just be real with yourself. Like there's a lot of avoidance that goes on when you don't feel like you are where you should be. Mm. Like me too, right? Like I, I noticed not long ago that that trend, I've never made more than 30K, why? And it was always because like, oh, I don't want that job. Like, no, I'd rather do my two little side hustle. Cause I've taught like English online. Like I've been paid for like random things. And right. I'm like, you know, I'm this person that like doesn't necessarily want to be tied down. And so that means to me that I'm just gonna keep doing freelance and keep doing like random stuff for money. And then there came a point where I was like, Mariel, you are child childless. Mm-hmm. You don't have any pets. You don't even pay for an apartment. I've rented a room. I've been very lucky to find like a, a house that I can rent a room for affordably. I have my private bathroom. Like there's the house is always empty. And so I'm like, and even so, like you're nunca tienes dinero. Like <laughs> you you save and you invest and you have fun, but you're still living very, very small. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, all right, girl, like you're going to have to find a job that pays you more. And I didn't want to. And I was like, no, like, then I can't travel. Then I can't this. And it's like, okay, then you're going to keep staying in where you are. And so I just had to kind of be real with myself. And it took a long time for me to realize it. But that is the reason why I just got tired. I physically and mentally was tired of like, I, I want to be able to breathe and not to yeah. tell my friend like, hey, which I do this all the time and I'm going to continue to do this, especially when like birthdays and celebrations pile up. But I got tired of telling people like, hey, I can't make it to the entire dinner, but I'm going to make it to like drinks at the end. Mm. And like I said, I will do that in the future, like if I need to. But it was a thing where I always had to do that. Mm. And so... It's a, it's a long journey. It's not going to be easy. Like I've cried, you know, and I've gotten happy when I make a little improvement. So it is, I agree with you. Like even now, I always have these thoughts of like, and I even feel anxious and like Mm -hmm. my chest feels a little tight where like something comes up and I'm like, oh my God, because I use the zero base. I use a zero based budget. Um, which is where you give every dollar a job. So if something unexpected that's expensive comes to me, I'm like, okay, it looks like I'm probably going to have to pull from my emergency fund. And that makes me really anxious. And so even someone like me who knows about money and knows about like money mindset and knows about how to strategize with your money, like I constantly have these anxiety ridden thoughts about not having enough. Um, even though, like I said, I've never gone without what I needed. Right. That's crazy to hear. Um, and again, one of the things that I like about following you and about what you share is that you're very open about, you know, your situation, the way you do things. 
Um, but that that's crazy to hear because a zero based budget. Um, so if people don't know what that is. You said exactly what it is. Like it, you every every amount you have coming in, you give it a job. And so after tallying everything up, you should have zero. And I have yet to do a zero based budget because. Mm-hmm. It scares me to not have that cushion, not to have some playroom, but really what it is is like you should be having playroom, right? You should you mm-hmm. should be setting aside money for, you know, extra things that pop up. You should be setting aside, you know, assigning an amount for saving for emergency for this for that. And it comes back to that scarcity mindset because what's held me back from doing that is I'm scared to have that. I'm scared to not have a little extra something or a little cushion. Mm-hmm. And but assigning money for miscellaneous or extra frivolous something, uh, because I have that scarcity mindset, I can't do it. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. I can't set aside money for nothing or for you know. Does that make sense? Are you saying that you, it's weird or, or different or foreign to you to have like a miscellaneous with a dollar amount in there? Like you'd rather take that dollar amount and use it elsewhere? No, I'd rather just like leave it in a general, in the general checking air, checking account area and not save it and put it somewhere else because then I feel like I have a little cushion, but uh. really building an assigned cushion it, that c- continues to grow is better but because I have that scarcity mindset I can't set aside mm-hmm, does mm-hmm. that make sense yes, and then also like what you said earlier about um, safely having money to play like I, I that concept is just so foreign and far out to me it's like mm-hmm. I don't know it's 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 weird it, you're, it, bringing up the scarcity mindset is is a whole nother thing that I think women need to explore in in parallel to um, their financial journey. Yeah, um, I, I I understand what you're saying. I think just starting small, like I used to do just ten dollars a month to my mm-hmm. automated, just so I didn't even think about it. It would go into yeah. my emergency fund. Um, but even now, like I, I've I've doubled my salary, right? And I'm just I only spend like $150 a month on like fun things. And so what does that mean? I have to find free things to do. Um, And also just to be clear, like my zero based budget, I update that like seven to 10 times a month. Like it's very flexible. It just allows me to see like, I do have a miscellaneous line item and it starts off with like $200. And then towards the middle of the month, it goes down to like, whatever half of that a quarter of that because something came up someone's birthday or like i wanted to buy someone something and so it just keeps me on track like by the end of the month i'm getting very close to like because like you said so with the zero base budget you have the income all on one side and the expenses all on the other side and if you subtract the expenses from the income it should be zero so if i'm nearing to become to turn that zero into a negative, that's when I know, okay, where are you going to take this money from? Like, you're, are you going to pull it from your emergency fund? Are you going to take it from your travel fund that, you, that you're that you saving for? You know, oh, and so it helps me 
it helps me understand that like my decision right now it has an effect so i really like my zero based budget and at the same time i'm looking forward to the day where i don't have to be checking that daily and i can just automate what i have to automate and not have to worry about even looking at it right so looking forward to the day where can where can we start where what would you suggest women do uh to just start looking at things start getting on track um what are some first steps that we can take and then you know are any of those things something that you help with so i would recommend everyone to be following um social media accounts or newsletters or podcasts that talk about these things and normalize these things um and so there are people on online now there's too many right but there are some that i'm going to share <laughs> that i you know i trust and that you know i would send my sister to so on instagram you can follow at, it's at her first 100k her name mm. is tori dunlap and she does a lot of free investing workshops so it, again it's at her first and then the number 100k okay. and i'll definitely the, all, all of your recommendations and everything i'll definitely put in the show notes so that way people can go back and look at it perfect so follow okay. her and then follow uh also another person who does free workshops is at delaney the money coach and so um again a lot of free content on there on there follow we bravely go follow at hey Berna. of course follow me at money from mujeres <laughs> uh follow at personal finance club i would say when you start following those accounts like you're going to see things that interest you and the more that you interact with these accounts like you'll get like more recommendation for who to follow you can also go to the people that i'm following <clears throat> excuse me on my account and just follow them um i would say that's a very easy first step that you can take i promise you once you're around these conversations like you'll know what your next step in, is and mm -hmm. if you don't you can just message me and i'll, I'll kind of help you and then some mm -hmm. podcasts to listen to um is yo quiero dinero Oh yeah, I like her. I, I follow her newsletter. Yeah. So Yo Quiero Dinero, another one is Afford Anything um, podcast. And just start there. There, so okay. speaking on the scarcity, there is a book. It's or I listen to it on Audible, but it's called You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. And it talks all about scarcity mindset. And it's a woman who was flat broke up until she was 40 and then she realized she got tired of her own stuff basically so recommend to give that a listen and don't it's gonna be a long journey so just enjoy it there's no quick fix right so preface it with that there's no quick fix it's a long journey it is a mindset we have to get into and i say we because i am right there um and and scarcity mindset is a mindset we have to get out of to start that mm -hmm. journey uh, what do you, what do you say to women who think I don't make enough? I don't have enough to start investing. So something practical that people can actually do is you need to sit down and look at your money, right? So the first, okay, there's two things that I want to talk about, but I'll focus on like the one that's going to paint a clearer picture for you. Sit down and write down how much money you're bringing in every month, right? And then sit down and write down how much you're spending every month. So you'll probably have to download some statements um, and be as specific and detailed as possible. Like, don't forget the subscriptions. Like, don't forget, like, 
I don't know, like annual fees or however you want to do it, but get as close as you can to the actual number. And if your income is smaller than what you're spending, then right away that tells you that you need to either spend less or you need to make more. Like immediately it's going to tell you what's going on. And then, so there is this, it's a rule of thumb recommendation that now this is going to vary, right? Like if you just bought a house or if you just had kids or if like some big medical expense just came up, like it's just a recommendation that your fixed costs should be around 50 to 60% of your gross income. Now I'm going to be honest, it's going to take a while for a lot of people to get there. Yeah. And I've heard about that. Yeah. But it's also, you also know that your something needs to change immediately. If your fixed costs are like 92% of, of your, of your gross income. Yeah. Right. So right away, like that's something that you can do to kind of look at your financial health. And then from there, you're going to have to make some decisions. Like for me, that was too bad. So sad. You need to accept a full-time job. And it doesn't have to be forever. Like my goal ideally is I'm only teaching for two years. That's my goal. But other things that you can do is like rent out if you have a little room in your house or if you have a guest house or maybe you have to move in with your parents or your sister or something for a couple of couple of months. But I think that once you look at your numbers, like you're right. A lot of times it's the case that you you don't spend that much and you don't make that much. And so at that point, I will say this, and, and I hope I'm not like projecting onto anybody, but I think we're very, we hold the standards very low of the jobs that we accept. Like, oh, well, I'm making 30, that one would pay me 40. Okay, cool. But there's also another job that I know you can do that's going to pay you 60. Mm. And so I think that we need to kind of, get out there and like show the world like what we can do and just don't be afraid to apply to jobs that list criteria that you don't meet you know as long as you can do most of them just apply and so that's gonna have to be a decision that people make like some people might be able to say like you know what i'm spending 700 dollars a month on fast food and that can be a change that they make so it's all case by case basis but i do recommend that people look at that at those numbers it could be like the beginning step it's it's all encompassing right it's it's all encompass all encompassing and sitting down and being honest with yourself and looking at what can you spend less and less on and where can you possibly bring in more from are there other avenues? And I think we get so comfortable and complacent, myself included. Um, mm-hmm. But are we willing to sit in that? Are we willing to not move forward? Are we willing to, uh, you know, not grow? Like you said, you you got to a point where you you're like, okay, I'm gonna have to get a full time job. M- make a plan. If it's not something, if it's something that you're you don't want to do, but you know you need to, like you said, make a plan and you. You, you made your plan for two years and then reassess. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think that's, it's something, um, something we, we can all think about. I definitely myself can, you know, I'm, we spoke before we started recording. I'm, I'm kind of at that crossroads too, where I'm, okay, what am I, you know, am I going to get a full-time job? Am I going to do 
continue freelancing? What am I going to, you know, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm making it. I'm alive. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, my family's taken care of, but are we thriving? Are we getting to where we want to be? Are we, you know, all of those things. And is there something else I can do? Even if it's just for a little while, what else can we do to bring in, uh, explore other avenues? I think, you know, instead of just, you know, being comfortable with, oh, it's a good job. It's a, it's a secure job. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't make more somewhere else that, you know, or, or from, from other places. So I think that's, that's a good step. Um, what do you have going on coming out? I know you're doing, you're starting some workshops and things like that. What, um, what do you have coming up for you that you can share that people can be on the lookout for? I have, yes, I have two in-person classes. I'm like playing with the idea of just calling them classes because you're going to, you're going to (laughs) learn when you go to them. Um, So one of them is actually going to be like a collab. I'm still working on, oh no, I have the date. So it's coming up. I don't know when this will air, but um, there's a coffee and me meetup, local San Antonio uh, led by Nadia. And so I will be, I will be at that one. as. Oh, good. You're going to host one. Yeah, as the host, I don't, I don't know how much I'll be able to cover. I think it'll be kind of like a, 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 a essential knowledge that I'll be able to kind of share uh, because I know time is limited. But that one is on Monday, July twenty fourth of twenty twenty three, and then I do have another one on August eighteenth. Um, and and that one's going to be about two hours. That one, it's like, if you're going to show up to that, like you're going to have your notebook, you're going to take notes. Like you are expected to leave that with an open IRA and like knowing like your next step to like buy your investment. That one's more of like, do not reserve unless you're ready to to make moves. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, no, but also like, just go anyway. I won't actually know if you made the move or not, but, but yeah. So the, the workshops, my my friends uh there's this group of sisters called educated hermanas on instagram and they often do scholarships and grants and competitions and things like that so i actually won a scholarship or excuse me a grant and so they're the ones who are making it possible for me to do that in-person workshop um, because part of like my scarcity it's a balance between scarcity and how do i protect myself from from what's already set up around me to keep me in scarcity. Mm -hmm. And so one of my non-negotiables of my business is that I, I'm very limited to what I'll do for free. Mm -hmm. And so because of that grant, I'm able to do this free workshop because, you know, as I've been in this, in this space, there's always opportunities. Yes. They're all around you. A lot of them are not paid. And so it's like, I want to help people. And at the same time, I'm digging myself out of my hole. And Mm -hmm. so I'm very grateful to, to educated hermanas, follow them on Instagram as well for making that possible for, for, for me and for all the women that are coming this summer. That's awesome. I follow them. They're pretty cool. And congratulations on, on winning that grant. And you're going to help a lot of women. Thanks. Yeah, it's exciting. Awesome. Well, I I will definitely make sure that I uh, share all of that info and and have it posted in the notes that way you know we can start following all of your recommendations and your podcasts um thank you for for taking the time to talk to me today and i really appreciate it um 
And I think, I think what we can definitely schedule some time and sit down and talk some more. Cause, um, when I met you in February, it was just such a great, uh, the timing for me on that, that day was just, I'm, I'm so glad I met you and I got to talk to you, but we, we agreed or we, we talked and, and had some like-minded thoughts about some other things about, um, mm-hmm. women in our community and, and our financial mindset historically and, and how we can change things. So I definitely want to share that with our viewers and, and we'll, we'll talk about that. I, I would love to have you on again. Yeah. You know, uh, just, I'm just going to come out and say it. I, last February, I talked a lot about financial abuse uh, mm-hmm. because of Valentine's day. I was That's just like, okay, about, let's, yeah. let's talk about it. So I would love to let's come talk on and talk, talk more about, about that so that women and men know mm-hmm. what financial abuse looks like and that it's a very real thing. And you know, it's, if you haven't known different, it's hard for you to know that it's not acceptable, you know? And so, yes, let's do it. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely have that conversation. I think it's important. And, and for anyone listening out there, um, definitely make sure you're, you're following, um, Maria because, um, she, she does have a little bit about that on her Instagram. So if anyone's interested in that immediately, you can definitely find some, some info that info about that, about financial abuse on, on her Instagram and just advocating for yourself. So thank you, Mariel. Thank you again for, for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad we got to, after months, I'm glad we were, we, we found some time that we both <laughs> had available. Uh, and I, I, I'm glad we talked. Thank you, Gracie. Yes. We'll, we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, mijas, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening. We will be back with another episode for you soon. But until then, make sure you subscribe to Mija Listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us at on Instagram or Facebook at Mija Listen Podcast. And um, go ahead and leave us a rating when you listen to an episode. That would definitely help you grow out and I would appreciate it very much. Um, if you are looking for any Mija Listen merch... Definitely check out mihalisten.com for all of the latest info on the podcast. Our summer collection is there and uh, any future collections or anything we release will definitely be available at mihalisten.com if you want to represent your cultura and feel like the badass mujer that you are. I appreciate y'all very much. Thank you for listening again. Make it a great week. Y si quiere hablar conmigo, don't be shy. Send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or you can reach out on the website as well. Let me know. You got something you want to talk about? Let's talk about it. Vamos a hablar. Anyways, that's going to be it. Portas bien. Have a great week.